I was a firm believer in that my product or my programs, how we did what we did, right, would be what spoke for me. I didn't need to speak. I didn't need to be seen. They didn't need to know anything other than this is the product or program, whatever it is. This is how you get it, and this is what it does for you. This is where you'll end up. And I spent so much time, right, focusing on making that the journey. Why you would come in, why you're there, where you are when you leave. And then I realized (laughs) I was leaving a lot of money on the table. And what was one of the hardest things for me to do, in a way, and how that thing changed business for me and and changed me and the businesses I was in forever. So let's get it. Unleash Your Hustle podcast again on location, on the road. Right? So if this sounds a little different, I'm sorry. But it's Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Let's get it. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world, and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their piece. Like, who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy this software, invest in this list, create this site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because you don't need to because we didn't and we made it. So, I used to be, I still am a grinder. That's just just me. I'll always be a grinder. I know there's this war on grind right now. I don't really get it, but me personally, I'll always be a grinder. And where I come from is street term grinder. And this just means I'm a worker, man. I'm 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 going to work hard. Like, I'm going to put it in because I want to get it out. And uh, grinding doesn't mean just hitting the pavement all the time. It doesn't mean just doing it that, like doing it this one way and that's it. It's grinding means I'm going to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done over and over and over and over. So when I was for a long time in business, my idea was results, 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 right? And not saying, I'm not saying now that I think it's any different than you got to get results, right? Like your results all right, so uh, this this is how I'll explain it. If you don't get results, you don't have a product or program. You don't have a business, right? Like sooner or later, like I always say, a catchy jingle runs out. And it comes down to brass tacks. comes down to meat and potatoes. The catchy jingle's over, and there needs to be some substance here. There needs to be a result, right? There needs to be some kind of leveling up of a destination. There needs to be for any business to have a chance. You need to have some kind of results you can get. You need to prove you can get those results by more than just you saying it. And you need to do it as often, all right, as possible. Truth. I think that's a a must in order to have a chance at this thing. But it's not the thing. I remember for so long in business, I was that grinder, right? I I was just like, go get it. I'm going to show you what we can do. And I don't think, one, I think for part of my journey, I needed that, right? And I think 
for another part of my journey, uh, I needed to see that that wasn't the only thing. Because for the beginning part, I needed that because I needed to focus on the results. I needed to build the skills to a level in which the results came at such a higher rate. Because you want it, you, you want to get the results it, hopefully every freaking time, right? Like that's the goal is anybody that signs that dotted line that puts in that work, we're going to get that result. Now, if you sign that dotted line and you don't put in the work, we're probably not going to get those results, right? Because I'm not a magician, I'm not a magic man. I'm the ultimate guide, right? Like uh, someone asked me yesterday, like, what do you do? And I said, I'm, I'm the ultimate guide. Like I'm the best sidekick that ever existed. I'm the ultimate guide. Like, we can get your results, whatever you want. You want a best-selling book? Boom. Cool. Let's let's talk. I've done it. I've worked with someone that did it. Right? Like, you, you want six, seven, eight-figure business? Cool. Uh, I've worked with people that have done that. Right? Like, you, you want to open a new business on the right path? Uh, cool. Uh, we've done that. You want to change your life to become the person and the mission you want? Cool. We've done that. Right? So, it's all those lines. So, I'm like the ultimate guide. And it was weird because for such a long time I wanted to be the superhero. And figuring out I was the ultimate guide was like one of the toughest things, but also one of the best things. Because uh, even though it was a hit for my ego, it made everything make sense. It made me accept my role better, me understand my role, and me be able to execute that role at a higher level. But I was always worried about, about this product, about this product, about this product. And I spent so much time at it that a couple of years ago, and some will still say, and it's like the worst thing you can say in business is I'm the, we're the best kept secret. Uh, a couple of years ago, getting, uh, working with some people in coaching, uh, or being their strategist or whatever you want to call me, I, I like to call it the ultimate guide. Uh, they were like, man, you're the best kept secret. Like you, like this is amazing. Like you're, this is the best results I ever got. I said, yeah, the better the coach, the better the results. Right? Like that, that's how it works. And they're like, well, no, you know, it's all the client. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, there's a reason why, you know, saying it's all the client is, is great. The client has to do all the work. But it's not all the client. And, and, and this is why I say that. It's like there's different talent levels, right? There, there's different levels of skill that, that people have put in and to get out. There's different, there's different amount of time people spent hammering that sword to perfect their craft. I was big on hammering my sword, and I still am. It's, I don't think that's ever will leave me, even though I know this next part was more, I don't know, I wouldn't say more important, but this next part was a key component on how business changed. I, I don't like to use the word hardest because I've used it so much already in just 25 episodes, I think, or whatever episodes we're in. But uh, it it wasn't, the hardest, but it was a key. And it was hard for me to admit, right? Like there's things that yesterday was a hard, a hard thing for me to admit. It was hard for me to admit that I couldn't just take, you know, the people that were my friends that I thought, or my homies that I thought, or where I was and say, Hey, let's go. Let's keep moving. I couldn't do that because we weren't on the journey. So they didn't understand, care, fight for it, the journey. And, and just being cool with me isn't enough. And understanding that just being cool with me wasn't enough was fucking painful, right? Because I wanted it to be enough. I wanted these to be the people I made it with. It's, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the deck because 
they weren't part of that journey. All right, and I had to find those people along the way of the journey. That meant I had to get going before I started looking for my team, and I always did it opposite. Anyway, these are things that were like key components in in next level stuff, next level stuff, next level stuff. And when you start doing more of these next level things together, I realized my business started going. So I would be the best kept secret, and I'd just be hammering my sword just so I can get results when you're with me. But here's the deal. There's a lot of people that can get results now. It's not the old days, right? Someone was talking to me about supply and demand, and I laughed at them because I said, that's it. That's a key foundation, uh, fundamental belief in business, supply and demand. Here's the problem now, is that your supply could be from a lot of places. So demand now is not just, I need this thing, let me find you. The demand now is, I want to get into this area. There's so many people in it. Earn me. All right, earn me. There's so many people in every line of business now. Very few. I don't know if you can name a business now where uh, you would have a hard time talking to me about supply and demand now and showing me the principles of supply and demand, originally supply and demand, and saying how they fall into place now because there's a million people that do everything. As soon as something happens, as soon as someone does something, as soon as something does create, let's say people are creating things now. As soon as someone creates something, there's a million other people creating it happens so fast, it's instant now. So the the supply and demand, it, it's it's gone in a moment. Like you have to be before the demand and be ready for it to have a chance to get ahead in a supply and demand uh, scenario. And and thinking that way, where there's there's so many people in this, right? That the the sea you're in, like people are getting ridiculous, right? Like. N- I, I'm, uh, people, the riches are in the niches. I'm a niches get stitches kind of guy. And, and why I say that is this, like the people that are teaching niche, right. Are, are teaching some ridiculous ways. Cause they're like 36 year old real estate agent that has six figures, but really wants seven with two kids, listens to Madonna on the reg and really likes Miami vices. And it's like, What? Like, dude, no, here's the deal. If you want to achieve something great, I help people do that. I right? like, I'm the ultimate guide. And, and, uh, I see it's funny because they're like, dude, niches, niches get riches and look at the most successful coaches. And I'm looking at the most successful coaches and I don't see them very niched, right? Like forget like Tony Robbins, right? Like the godfather of coaching and also the, probably the wealthiest, right? Uh, but Michael Burr, like th- these guys that are million dollar coaches, these guys that are making, you know, over a million a month coaching, I don't see them very niched. It's just from, from my view. And yeah, everybody's like, well, you know, Dan Kennedy said if he went back in the day, he would have been very niched. I'm like, well, he wasn't very niched and he made it to the point where we'll listen to what he has to say. But when you made your journey and you did it, and, and uh, I don't even look at Dan Kennedy as a coach. He's more of a marketing uh, consultant. But when you see that they did it without, it's just like, well, what, why are we talking about, oh, well, if they niche. Well, they didn't niche and they killed it. So uh, I guess you didn't have to. But anyway, when you're, when you're in business and you, and you have this product and, and you know what you do and you know who you help and you know how you help them, just having a target market, by the way, the, 
that isn't enough anymore. Getting results is not enough. That's part of the process. It's part of the must, but it's not enough. They need, every company needs a person, right? Think about when Subway finally beat McDonald's. What did Subway do that changed? They had to sell the same slimy ass lunch meat. So it wasn't that. They had the same bread, right? The same dressings, same sides, right? What changed? Jared. Jared changed. McDonald's had Ronald McDonald, right? The character, the person. And Subway came out and said, oh, that's cool that you have like this weird clown-ish like thing. Uh, but we have Jared. And Jared has a great story. Jared went from fat to walking like 10 miles a day, twice a day, to Subway to eat. And he lost all this weight. He called it the Subway diet. <laughs> and what that did was that made Subway relatable, hopeful, right? A new opportunity for a bunch of people that felt like, oh, I can eat Subway and lose weight, which is funny. A healthier option, right? But it all became that because of the story they told about a person that was involved. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a story to a person. So when I started being willing to open up and tell my story, being willing up to be vulnerable, to be real, right? To be me and just say what was going on in my life previously, what was going on in my life now, how I felt about certain things, where I was on certain things. Then everything started changing. Because then, because this is what happened. People were like, Oh, there's so many options. There's so many people in the same space as Michael. But I love this kid. Right? Like, or I love this guy. Right? Like, or if you're, you know, a little more respectful, I love this man. Right? Like, look at what he does. Look at what he's been through. Look at what he overcame. Look at his story. Look at how he stands for what he believes. Look how he loves his people. He loves his tribe so hard. He loves his family so hard. Right? Like, I love that. I want someone to fight for me like that. Right? Like, look how hard he goes for his people. Like, he gets moved to tears talking about the people that he cares about, the people in his community, the people that he serves. He gets moved to tears. Don't you want someone that fights for you that gets moved to tears for you? And when I started doing that, people were like, hey, all these people say the same things. Their prices are different. And, and, and Michael, especially now, Michael is more expensive. But I'm willing to pick him because of who he is in that space. No longer does he get me those results that they all talk about. Because hopefully, you know, they, they at least say they do. But he's also the kind of man I like to be around. The kind of man I like to associate with. He's also that underdog that come from behind. That guy that experienced some ass kickings in his life. Really got beat down. Hell, he experienced some losses. I don't even know how he came back from. I want to be with that dude. Like, I want to see what he's about. I want to help. I want to support. And that's why I always say, like, people talk about creating raving fans, right? People talk about, you know, um, your, your fans or your followers. And I try to use the word supporters. Why? It's because they decided to support me and let me support them. But the numbers changed when I said, here's who I am. Here's what I've been through. Here's where I have struggled. This is what I love. This is what I believe. This is what I fight for. 
right? When I started telling people about stories, about daily stories, about this, this podcast is literally just stories of how I, what I, mistakes I made and how I adjusted or pivoted in business and then how that's helped, right? Uh, I try to be very open and very vulnerable with you guys on this. I try to always say some area where I struggled and then uh, through the process of elimination of trying a million things, even though sometimes I have to cut out so many things because I try not to make these very long, about how through that trial and tribulation, I found a way that I found a way that was better I found, or better served. I got better results. And then hopefully by doing that, you guys can take out some of those mistakes I've made and make that get that result that you were looking for faster, right? And do higher and to a higher extent. All right. Uh, someone asked me, uh, what you're trying to do is put yourself out of business. And I said, hundred percent when everybody's walking around living the life that they dreamt of, right? When they dreamed of this life and now they're living it. And when they were like, man, I really want to be this person. And then they're it. I will gladly hang it up because then I can just sit back and watch and just enjoy that. Everybody made it where they want to make it. But I couldn't, I couldn't do that if I didn't put me out there and say, listen, I was the guy not living my dream life. I was the guy that believed that wasn't good enough. I was, I was the guy that believed that wasn't worthy enough. Right? I had all those issues. I, 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 my circle has crumbled multiple times. I've lost people that I really cared about in multiple ways. Right? It's like one of the toasts me and Alex do anytime we have a drink together. Is this for the ones that are here and this is for the ones we lost along the way. And someone said, oh, is that for the people that passed away? And I said, them and the people that just, they didn't continue the journey. They, they fell off on the journey. All right? It's like along the way we got separated. And and this is even like, uh, there's a line in the song. It's like, uh, all love, even to my homies that switched up. And it's, I, we feel that. Like, I feel that. It's, it's because it's the journey. This is what's going to happen, the journey. And I, I just had to learn how to accept it see it and then appreciate what I had when I had it and know that the mission is greater than me. It's like, why, why are we unleashing you now and not Michael Faber associates, even though that drives me crazy, but it's because the mission's bigger than me. My name didn't have to be anywhere in the title. That's why the name changed a couple of years back to unleash you now and not towards my favor. It's because the mission's bigger than me, but I'm still know my part in the mission. And whatever you're doing, you you have a big cause, right? Like you have a mission and that's freaking awesome. And I know it's, and I know you know it's bigger than you, but you are still part of it. So I ask you, are you getting in front of people, right? Like, are you showing who you are, the character that's behind the mission, the character that's behind your business? You know, are you showing the vulnerable spots? Are you showing the losses? Are you showing the triumphs, right? Like, because the losses come before triumphs. Uh, I used to say this stuff in, in basketball games when I coached, and it would be, uh, you can't have the greatest comeback when you're ahead the whole time. All right, so if we were down late, I always say, like, you can't have the best comeback ever if you're up. So now we have the opportunity to have the best comeback ever. So let's do that. And now this is how we do it. Right, so it gave something for him. The mission became something to aspire to. And your mission is something to aspire to. And you can make, you can see, you, people can see that and then jump on the train when they see, like, you, what you've been through, why you're doing what you're doing, what it means to you. It's all part of the journey.
So go, go and do it. If you're listening to this, subscribe to the podcast. All right? Follow me on Facebook. Friend me, right? Let's become supporters. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you. As always, peace, love, and happiness. Go show the world your greatness. Till next time, we out. Peace. Unleash Your Hustle podcast. Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now, where we want to show the world your greatness.